You are listening to the Inspiring Your Shine podcast, where you will be empowered with the truth to live authentically, abundantly, and on purpose, taking you and your business from surviving to thriving by helping you be authentically you. Hello and welcome to Inspiring Your Shine. This is Rebecca, your personal growth mentor, and today we are going to be talking about consistency. I have found that the people that are very successful are the ones that find a way to be consistent and create momentum in their business. And when I was doing research for my course, I found from talking to many, many leaders that they would say the same thing in a different way. They would say, I know what I need to do. I just need to do it consistently. So that really is all that it is. If we take consistent action on the things that really are going to move the needle in our business, then we will have results. We will get the rewards from that consistent action. But that's the thing. It's so hard to be consistent because we have crazy lives. And there's so much demanding our attention and so many distractions. So how do we find a way to be consistent so that we can do what we need to do and get the rewards that we're after? So I've put this training together for you. And I actually have a mini course called From Chaos to Consistency. A couple of the things that I'm going to be talking with you today are in there, but not as in-depth. I'm going to bring you some totally new things because I am right now in the midst of having to force myself to be consistent. I have to be consistent with producing my podcast and doing all the things that it takes to get this podcast out to you. I have to be more consistent in my social media and showing up for that. I pretty much had completely stopped doing that, but it's important that I do that and I need to get back to consistency with that. And I most of all need to be consistent in my marketing. I'm right here in the trenches with all of you. I need to be doing consistent things too in order for me to get to the place that I want to go. So as I was writing this, I really thought about the things that I've struggled with, the things that I know to be true. And I think that I'm going to be able to come up with some solutions for you. It really encouraged me as I was thinking about my own experiences and knowing and applying the knowledge that I know as well as the research that I did. So I think one of the problems, first of all, with us staying consistent is we struggle with constantly stopping and measuring our results. So when we do something for a little bit, then we want to see like, what are the results that I now have from that action that I took? It's kind of like planting a seed and then expecting it to already be growing and bearing fruit. And we're impatient like that. Or when you go on a road trip with your kids or when you were a kid and it's, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Everything that's worth having is a process and it is going to take time. And here is the thing, just like planting a seed, you do not know when that is going to be ready to produce fruit. You will not know. It may never. So in some ways, you have to take action in faith, hoping and knowing that what you're doing will produce the result that you desire. But the thing is, you will not know how long it's going to take. So let go of trying to predict that and stop wasting your energy measuring your results and stop wasting your energy focusing on how far you've come or not come. But instead, stay focused on the now. 
Stay focused on working that process that you know if you do the process, it will yield results. And stop judging if you are enough, if it's worth it. Stop beating yourself up about that other people are further along than you and you've been in it the same amount of time. Whatever it is that you're doing that's this comparison in any way, the measuring and comparison, I just want to encourage you to stop doing that because it's just a distraction. Stay committed to the process that you know will yield results. Maybe it's not going to yield the results as fast as you want. Maybe it's not going to yield the results that seem like they're measuring up to what other people have. But if you stick to the process, you will reap your harvest. I promise you that. And we have to remember, if you are trying to be consistent at everything and be perfect in your life at everything, then you're setting yourself up for failure. You cannot be perfect. You cannot have every single thing that you want all at once. So what I recommend is that you pick your one non-negotiable thing that you know is going to lead you forward and move the needle in your business. And that is the thing that you stay committed to and you stay consistent at. If you don't drink enough water in the day, you don't get your workout in, you don't clean the kitchen, you don't do all the other things that you want to do, that you have an ideal for the life that you want to live to be done, it's okay. If you just can stay consistent at the things that are the most important. But the thing is, we try to make everything a commitment. We try to be consistent and perfect at every single thing, and it's impossible to do. You will always fail at that. But the good news is, you don't need to stop and measure and ask, am I there yet, all the time. Because actually what's happening is the process of you showing up and being consistent for yourself every day, even when there are not the rewards there is that you are preparing and expanding yourself for more because you are showing up for you and you are telling your brain and you are training your body and your brain that this is what I do. I show up for myself. I keep my promises to myself. I do what I say that I'm going to do. I am committed to the process that it's going to take for me to move my life forward and make my dreams come true. When you're consistent, even when you don't feel like it, it changes you from the inside out. It is not that physical reward that is going to mean as much as who you are becoming through that process. Because through that process, as you are expanding and you are maturing and you are preparing yourself for more. So I hope that you can keep that in perspective as you are working every day and showing up for yourself, that every single day that you make that decision to show up and be consistent, you are proving to yourself that you're worthy, that you're enough, that you're capable. It is expanding you on the inside. And that is so much more valuable than the results that you're seeing on the outside today. So here is a tangible couple of things that I can tell you about how you can set yourself up for success at being consistent. And the first thing that I want to remind you of that you probably know, but I want to remind you because I always forget too, is that you only have a limited supply of willpower. And as the day goes on, your willpower lessens. So armed with that knowledge, wouldn't it be wise for you to do the things that you really want to make sure that you are getting done earlier on in the day 
as best you can. Now, I've definitely heard a lot of people talk about how they started getting up early and getting certain things done. Now, obviously, we could work out in the morning, we can plan, we can write, we can do certain things in the morning before other people rise, but there's also other things that we can't do. Like, we can't really call people at 5.30 in the morning. We can't make contacts, we can't book meetings, things like that. But could you fit that into your day earlier on? Even if you work, could you do it at your first break? Or even take an earlier lunch? Because if you try to fit it in earlier in your day, you're going to have less resistance because your willpower is still strong. That's why so many people recommend that you exercise first thing. You get it done because your willpower is strong. Another thing is thinking about your to-do list. And what we recommend for to-do lists is always have your ongoing big to-do list, mind dump, all of that, get it off your mind. But then you only want to pick three things that you are going to prioritize to get done that day. Because honestly, three things is a lot and enough. And you can feel accomplished if you do those three things. Because if we always are looking at the big, long, never-ending to-do list, it's very discouraging. And it makes you feel very overwhelmed. And being overwhelmed does not make you want to do anything. So along with willpower and trying to get things done earlier on in your day while your willpower is strong, is to recognize that when you are in a disempowered state, you will make poor choices. So it's vital if you want to be successful for you to work on staying in an empowered state. And you have to recognize when you need to fill up. So let's talk about some of the simple things that most of us do to keep us disempowered that then keep us from being able to muster up the will to do the things that we know that we need to do, to be consistent in anything. One of the first things that I know can put you in a disempowered state is not getting enough sleep. And I know that I just told you, get up earlier to get some things done, but you have to make it a priority to make sure that you are getting enough sleep for you. I know that I cannot function very well on six to six and a half hours. I can do it. I could do it here and there, but if I get seven hours, I function much better. If I get eight, I'm doing great. So you need to know for you what it is that you need, because if you are tired, if you have not rested enough, you are not prepared to do anything well. It will impact your entire day. And another thing that I have really struggled with that you might struggle with too is If you are hungry, if you let your blood sugars drop and you're hungry and you have not properly fueled your body, then it will impact and disempower you. So are you eating regularly or are you trying to plan ahead? Are you trying to fuel yourself properly? These things play into who you are as a successful person. And if you listen to many people that are talking about success, so many of them talk about how important it is for them to get their sleep and for them to fuel their bodies properly, because it matters. It makes a difference. One other thing that I have found, when you're in a disempowered state, then it's easy for you to lose control. So whenever you get to that place where you feel like you do not have control, for whatever reason, and whatever reactive way that you are having, because you feel out of control, then think about focusing on what you can control. Many times we feel out of control because we're so focused on all of the things that we cannot control, that we have no power over. 
whether it's that bad driver in the other lane, whether it is somebody in your family that is driving you crazy once again, whether it is the job that you are struggling to stay at because you're so ready to move on toward your dream, but you have no control over that because you know that you need to just stay put because if you had to make a decision to go get a different job right now, it would really mess you up. So sometimes we have to figure out that if we cannot control the situation, what can we control? What can we focus on that you can control? So I want you to think about if you've been a woman that has had a baby and you have had childbirth, you know that what they teach you to do is focus on your breathing because you cannot take away that pain. That pain is part of the process, but you can focus on the breathing. And when you focus on the breathing, it gives you that sense of control and it gives you more power. Or maybe I don't know if you do this, but when I'm fighting with my husband or something is feeling out of control in my life, a lot of times I'll start cleaning and I don't even like to clean, but cleaning in that moment gives me physical control over something that gives me more power. So think about what it could be for you when you are in a disempowered state, when you are feeling a loss of control, what is it that you can do? What can you focus on that you can control? Because so often we try to focus on all the things that we have no control over. And it just is a distraction and it wastes time and it frustrates you more. So that is how I recommend you stay in an empowered state. Get your rest, fuel your body, and focus on what you can control. So this is something else that I am very, very guilty of. Very. I'm an extrovert. So if something pops in my head, it comes out my mouth very naturally. And so we need to stop speaking death by complaining because when we are speaking those negative things out into the world and we are complaining, we are speaking death over our situation instead of life. And we always have a choice to choose life or to choose death. We always have a choice to speak life or to speak death. And so I just really want to encourage you to implement a no complaining rule. And there is a book from John Gordon that's the the no complaining rule. And I really appreciated that book. But what he talked about in it is this was about teamwork. And so if you have a team and you find that people get really complainy, then implement this thing where it's if you have a complaint, you also need to come up with a solution. And so you are not allowed to complain unless you can also come up with a solution. Challenge yourself to that. If you are going to complain, then okay, complain. But now you need to sit down and you need to think about how can I solve this? There's nothing worse than somebody who complains and complains and complains and never tries to change anything. So don't be that person. And I'm working on that myself to not complain and to be more proactive because we have to have the right perspective. Perspective is everything. Two people can look at the same situation and they can have very different takeaways from it. And so I want you to think about looking at every situation And having the perspective of there is always a way. So the moment that something happens that makes you feel deflated, disempowered, then if you look at it from the perspective, okay, there's always a way. Everything is figure outable, as Marie Forleo would say. Everything is figure outable. There is always a way. And when you look at everything, every problem in that perspective, wouldn't that change things? And I know that I told you I'm talking about consistency, but these are the things that keep us from being consistent. They are the things that are destroying us. We're destroying ourselves by doing them and keeping us from doing the one thing that can really move us forward. So when you redefine your struggles, 
it helps so much. And when you change your perspective, it allows you to move forward with much more ease and flow. So I have a story for you. When I was 19 years old and I joined the military, I joined the Navy, I was in boot camp and I was never really a physical person. I'm much more of a mental thinker than a physical person. I mean, I didn't play sports. I was really bad at all of that, actually. But I chose to go into the military and I'm in Navy boot camp and I got in trouble a lot and went to what's called IT or intensive training for all the times that I messed up. It was really hard when you would go to IT. They would be so mean to you and it was so physical. It was the hardest physical thing that I've ever at that time ever had faced. And I would just be crying and crying as they were exercising us. I would just be thinking the whole time in my head, like, I just want to quit. This is horrible. What was I thinking? Why did I do this? And I remember at some point I had this mental talk with myself of, are you going to quit or do you want to succeed in this? And I made that commitment and that decision in that moment that, no, I did not want to quit. I was not going to quit. That was not an option for me. And the moment that I drew that line in the sand and I knew that I was not quitting, there was no going back, that the only way for me to go was forward, then all of that resistance that I had been creating with that negative chatter and complaining in my head was released from me. It was completely released. And there was something else early, early on in boot camp when we were in this what's called cockroach position where you have to put your your arms and your legs up in the air and just hold it and hold it. It's like the most incredible ab workout. And you just shake and shake. It's kind of like holding a plank for a really long time. And somebody was saying over and over, if you don't mind, it doesn't matter. If you don't mind, it doesn't matter. And so that is exactly what happened for me. I finally stopped minding the exercise because I knew that this was part of the process to get to where I needed to go. And just like you in your business, whatever it is that you need to be consistent at, that you're hating and resenting and frustrated about, like I have been, just embrace the process and commit that you are not quitting, that you are only going forward. And this is the way, this is the path and the process that you have to take to get to where you need to go. Honestly, if you're unwilling to commit and it's not truly where you want to go, that you can commit with all of your heart then go ahead and quit because you should be able to be a part of something and be engaged in things that you want so much that it's worth the commitment. So it's all about perspective. So once again, I want to remind you that if you look at everything, that there's always a way, everything is figure outable, and you release your resistance and embrace the process, and that if you don't mind, it doesn't matter, then it's going to be so much easier for you to show up and do what you need to do. Because I was so good at pushing, 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 pushing. I desperately, determinedly wanted to move forward. I had so much to prove to myself, so much to prove to other people. And I was constantly pushing, pushing, pushing. But now what I'm wanting to do and I'm trying to do is to learn to just be still. Whenever I feel myself needing to push with all my might, with all my human strength forward, then I'm doing something wrong. Because God doesn't call us to push, push, push like that. He calls us to be still. He calls us to trust. He calls us to be patient. 
And he calls us to do what we know we need to do with love. So if you're finding yourself in a place where you are pushing and pushing and pushing and you're exhausted, then just be still, fill up, get re-empowered, read the word of God, listen to praise music, make your plan and get back in action. Because it's in those times of stillness that we can reconnect with why we are doing what we're doing. And if what we're doing is actually the way to get to where we want to go. Because when we stop and we allow and we open up our hearts to wisdom from God and we allow him to direct our path, you can get back into the truth that faith is what's required of you, not all works. So if you are only focusing on the works and you are not exhibiting your faith and allowing and surrendering, then you are doing it wrong. Because this is something that was revealed to me recently because I was feeling really overwhelmed with like, God, how can I ever live a life that's pleasing to you? Because it's just so easy to fail every single day. And what I remembered is that God said that if you have the faith of only a mustard seed, you can say to that mountain, move and it will move. And if you only give 10% is all he's asking of you. And so we need to remember that we don't have to give everything of our human self. We only need to give the faith of a mustard seed, that 10%, and then we have to allow God to do the rest. And that's the hard part because we are so independent and we want to take it all on our own shoulders like it all is up to us. But it's not. He will send people our way to help us. He will provide what we need to provide just as much as it's your job to plant the seed and to water the seed, but it is jobs, God, to grow it. And that is how, is how everything in our life is. Anything of value and importance, we do our part and God does his. And so stop trying to be God to your own life and stop trying to take everything over and act like it's all on your shoulders because it's not. Because if we remember that everything happens for a purpose, that if you can keep the perspective of it is not happening to me, it is happening for me, and that whatever is happening in your business, you're not rejected or in your personal life, you're not rejected, you are protected. And so remember to keep the perspective that God wants all good things for you that you are worthy of all good things and you are not going to be the one that he forsakes. So trust him and everything you do, do it from a place of love and abundance. Now, when it comes to consistency, we have to remember to not go about things mundanely and just, I'm doing it because I said that I was going to do it. I have to do it and not have any passion or gusto with it. If you don't put your passion and gusto and love and life into what you're doing, it will not yield results for you. So don't just go through the motions. Make sure that you are connected and you are doing what you're doing because of love. You are doing what you're doing because you want to serve, because you want to make a difference. Don't just go through the motions. I know that there were so many times that I just went through the motions and then, of course, I didn't get the results that I wanted because there was no spirit of excitement, love, passion behind it. This is something else that I find will definitely keep us from being consistent. It's a huge one. And that is fear. We all have to face our fear. Everything we want is on the other side of fear. I know that you've heard that a ton of times, but it's so true. And so whatever it is, 
that you are refusing to do, that you're unwilling to do, it is probably the very thing that you need to be doing. And this was true for me. I don't want to do Facebook Lives. I don't want to be on video. I don't want to be marketing all the time and feeling like I'm bothering people. But those are the things that are really going to move the needle for me. That is what is going to make all the difference and I've been resisting it. And so what is it for you? What is that thing that you have been unwilling to do? You're like, I will do anything but that. What is that but that thing? Because likely that is what you're being called to. Because if you're having resistance and fear around it, then it's probably something that God wants for you. We all respond differently to fear. And sometimes different fears will bring up different things in us. When you are facing your fears, when it comes to things in your business that you need to do to move forward, but you feel fear around, and it may not even be a conscious fear, it might be a subconscious fear, basically anything that you have a lot of resistance around, anything that you're procrastinating on is probably based in fear. So are you having a lot of self-pity when you face that fear? Are you allowing yourself to be depressed and feel held that you cannot move forward? Are you somebody who avoids your fear and you avoid it by getting busy doing something else or self-soothing in some way? Because that is not facing your fear. That is not going to get you where you need to go. It's just distracting you. And I know that we've all been in these different situations at different times, but when you're fighting your fear, it's about determination and pushing. Honestly, that is the wrong kind of energy to face things. Because instead of fighting the fear with determination and pushing and just coming up against it, what if you were to embrace it instead? Embrace it instead of letting it chase you around. Allow yourself to feel it, to understand it, to conquer it. Give yourself compassion about what it is that's going on inside of you. And you have to figure out how to overcome it with faith instead of letting it beat you over and over and over again. So what action have you been unwilling to do that you need to take to move you forward? What fear do you need to face and embrace so that it can stop chasing you around and having power over you? So I hope that you figure that out for yourself. Like I said, I figured mine out. It's Facebook Lives. It's video It's putting myself out there over and over and over. It's intimidating, but that's what I need to be doing. So what is it that you need to do? So this is something that I talk about in my From Chaos to Consistency. And that is a lot of times you're not being consistent because you're what I call whipped. So W-P-P-D, it's an acronym. So I call it whipped. The W stands for being your worst enemy. Being your worst enemy is that you are tearing yourself down with your own words in your own mind all the time. And the thing is this, we cannot control what other people say about us, but we have 100% control over what we say to ourselves. So you have to get to a place where you stop being your worst enemy. You become your best cheerleader and you refuse to say negative things to yourself. And this was a huge problem for me. I was so good at tearing myself down and I called it self-awareness. But actually what I was doing was I was hurting my esteem. I was hurting my most inner being by telling myself over and over every single day that I wasn't worthy, that I wasn't enough, that I was stupid, that I wasn't good enough, that I couldn't do it. And so I just want you to really check in with what you're saying to yourself. Are you being your worst enemy or are you being your biggest cheerleader? And I'm proud to say that I have moved. I'm not saying I never am mean to myself because certainly I am. I catch myself and I, and I stop it. 
but I've really become my biggest cheerleader and my biggest fan. And it is such a better place to be. So I encourage you to really work on that. Start capturing those thoughts that you're saying to yourself. The first P is, are you being a perfectionist? So I already talked about this a little bit in the beginning about if you're trying to do everything perfectly, consistently, all the time, you're trying to eat great, you're trying to work out, you're trying to be the best mom, you're trying to be the best wife, you're trying to be great at everything, then you're setting yourself up for failure. Because seeking perfection is a losing game. And that is truly only your ego talking. Because your ego can't handle criticism. It can't handle that somebody else might see a flaw in you. But the sooner that you can humble yourself and you can recognize that you are not perfect, you are never called to be perfect, and it's perfectly okay that you are not perfect, and you can accept that you will mess up, and it's still going to be okay. And you can even learn to be okay with it. If you are so afraid of messing up, of pleasing everyone all the time, you can't handle any criticism, you can't stand it when somebody corrects you, then I just want to encourage you to let go of that perfectionism. Trying to be perfect is going to be what is making you fail. The next P is procrastination. So when you're procrastinating, what happens is when we hesitate, then our brain starts to try to attack us and talk us out of whatever it is that we were going to do. Because particularly when you're procrastinating, there's some fear there, right? Because it's something that you need to do to, to face and to embrace and to get through in order to get to the other side. You have procrastination because you allow yourself to hesitate. I loved Mel Robbins' book. I've talked about it before. It is The Five-Second Rule. And basically, anytime you find yourself hesitating, the moment you sense that you're hesitating to do something that you know you need to do, then you just start counting backwards from five. So five, four, three, two, one, go. And you force yourself at that point to do it. But this is the trick. When you count backwards like that, five, four, three, two, one, you're getting yourself somehow into your frontal lobe, into your conscious mind, and you have more control than when you're in your subconscious mind. When you do that, you are giving yourself the opportunity to make a better choice and to do the right thing and to stop hesitating and just do it. So five, four, three, two, one, go do it. So if you find yourself procrastinating a lot, that's a really good tip. Another little tip for if you find yourself procrastinating and then eventually talking yourself out of things a lot, of the things that you've planned to do that you know you need to do, is that you can set yourself up some kind of a ritual. And once you begin that ritual, then your brain automatically is like, okay, now I know what we're doing. So that can be some people before they work out, they have a ritual of drinking a protein drink or You could have a ritual. I have a friend that she hated cooking dinner. So she started a ritual of pouring herself a glass of wine and putting on her apron. And that was like cueing her brain. It was her ritual that put her in motion to cook dinner. Think about that for you. Before you walk into your office or wherever it is that you do the thing that you know you need to do to move the needle, what is something that you can implement as a ritual to get you started? Something that is easy to do, but it's going to cue your brain that this is what we're doing that will stop the hesitating and the chatter in your brain by doing this ritual. So I'm sure there's a ton of information out there on that, of creating rituals that help you to get into action. So hopefully that helps you. So the last part of being whipped is distraction. D for distraction. So when it comes to distractions is when you know that you have failed to do what you need to do, 
You need to start assessing the situation and ask yourself honestly, what is distracting me? What is keeping me from doing what I need to do? A distraction could be something as simple as I'm failing to plan. So I get distracted because I don't really know what I'm supposed to be doing when I go in there to take action. Or a distraction can be like your children. It can be a battle of the heart of I would rather do this than that. And so really deal with facing the honest truth of what is distracting you. And once you figure out what's distracting you, then there's a tactic that I'm going to talk to you about is making an if-then plan. So I'll talk to you about that in a second. But one thing that I find distracts us more than anything is being a consumer. We are being a consumer of knowledge. We're being a consumer of social media. We're being a consumer of TV. And it's keeping us really busy. But that busyness is keeping us from facing the things that we need to face. It's distracting us from doing the things that we need to do. So be really conscious about being a consumer. So I'm working with a coaching client right now. And we are working on creating her framework for a course that she wants to do. And she got kind of stuck on having discernment about where to put things because it's a hard process to really get clear on something. If you've ever had to do that and build something, it's it's not easy because it makes you really have to think and, and figure it out and take a risk of that you're making the right decision. And so what she chose to do to distract herself instead of taking the time and patience to face what she needed to do and to get the clarity that she needed, she started going out and getting a whole bunch of other information that she doesn't really need right now that's in the future and coming down the pipeline, but she doesn't really need it right now. And she she filled her mind with all of this information and it made her feel really overwhelmed. I've done the same things countless times. I will feel stuck in my business. And so I start consuming a ton, a ton, a ton of podcasts. And then I get all of these different ideas and I feel more overwhelmed and less certain of what path I need to take. So I want to just really warn you about distracting yourself and stop being a consumer. If you are struggling to do what you need to do, maybe it's time for you to be still, to get clear and figure out what action you need to take and put all of your energy and effort motivation and willpower and commitment into just doing that one simple thing that you know you need to do. So here are a couple of simple tips for you to be consistent. So these are things that I know you know, but I'm just going to remind you of them because I talked a lot about mindset and the things that we have to face and a lot of deep stuff. I just wanted to give you some simple takeaways of ways that you can be consistent. So of course, This will take people out from being consistent. That is, you have to plan ahead. You can't expect yourself to plan and then get right to work because the planning can take so much time and energy. And by the time you get done with the planning, then you don't even have the willpower to do what you know you need to do. So start planning ahead. Separate your planning time from your work time. Because the more decisions that you have to make, the more resistance you're going to have. And the less decisions means less resistance. That's why people who are successful at losing weight eat a lot of the same things. That's why a lot of successful people wear the same things over and over because it's like decision fatigue. We only have so much capacity to make decisions. So do your planning time ahead of time and do your work time at a different time. 
And so I told you I would tell you about how to do this if-then plan. So whether it's that something is constantly distracting you or you are feeling out of balance in your life, whatever problem that you're facing, really think about what it is that's constantly coming up over and over that you're having to face that is taking you completely out of the game. So let's just say on the distraction end that every single time you go to try to get to work and do the things that you know you need to do, this one thing keeps happening, like your kid is at your leg, pulling on your leg like, mommy, mommy, play with me. And you feel guilty and bad because you everything you do, you do for your family and you don't want to disappoint your child. But if you find that that is constantly happening, that it's your kids that are holding you back from doing what you need to do, then I want you to think about if this happens, when this happens, if this happens, this is what I'm going to do then. So you go, if if my child comes to me and is hanging on my leg when it's time for me to go make calls, then I am going to plan ahead. I'm going to have a special box of toys that they get to play with. And I'm going to bring this box of toys out and tell them if you're good and you can play with these while I'm on my calls, then I will also give you some one-on-one time when I get done or something. So you make a plan so that you can stop letting that thing that's sabotaging you, sabotage you. So you have to sometimes plan ahead in order to have success, especially if things are happening over and over and over again, that is keeping you from doing something. So let's just say that, for instance, I had somebody who really wanted to coach with me and we made a plan to do it in the middle of the day. Well, apparently in the middle of the day was not great for her and she kept having all these disruptions and kept having to cancel her appointments. She could have really dealt with that and said, okay, every time it's my my lunchtime and I'm going to go and have this call, something keeps happening. So how can I do this differently? What can I do differently? What is the plan that I can make that if this happens, then I will do this, that she already has made the decisions ahead of time of how she's going to deal with it so it can stop sabotaging her. And so this is something else that's so simple, but so powerful is that, and it was from one of the guys that wrote the one thing. And what he talked about is they have done studies that If you check in with somebody every week, just check in with them, not even in a coaching type situation, but just have like accountability buddy and you guys check in with each other and you tell each other what you've done, then you're 77% more likely to be successful. 77%, you guys, huge. I was blown away when I heard that. It's just incredible, but it makes so much sense. If you are accountable to somebody other than yourself, then it's so much easier to do it. I know for me, if I'm a part of some kind of a group when I'm doing something, I get it done. And if it's just me and I've I've committed to just me, I don't get it done. So it's huge. So find yourself somebody within your organization, a teammate, a friend, somebody who can help you to be accountable. And it's even better if both of you are trying to be accountable to something together. It's huge. So definitely do that. These are things that I've already done podcasts on, so I'm not going to go into great detail, but these are necessary things, little tips that you need in place in order for you to be consistent. And one is that you have to have motivation. To stay consistent, you have to have motivation. So of course, you need to keep the dream alive and active in your heart. Again, don't get into that mundane space of you're just going through the motions and doing something because you said you were going to do it and you're just determined and pushing to do it. You have to keep the dream and the reason and the why alive and real. Keep it active inside of you so that it doesn't fade away and you don't get off track forgetting why you're doing what you're doing. 
So dream build. Think about the difference that you're making in the world. Visualize how it's going to feel for the people that you're making a difference in their lives for. Visualize how it's going to feel when you get that reward. You have to keep up your motivation. And so I have a great podcast all about motivation. And there's a fantastic sheet that I haven't got it yet. I will attach it here. And it is basically when you're feeling unmotivated, this is like a check-in that you can do with yourself to help you to identify why you're not feeling motivated. And it's really good. So I'll connect that for you. And the other one is the podcast that I did about staying committed. Until there is a commitment, an all-in commitment, you will not be able to have the success that you desire. So make sure that you listen to that podcast about commitment. You have to make your decision and then you have to make your decision right. And in order to stay committed, you have to keep your eye on the prize and not allow all of these things in life to distract you and get you off track all of the time. So I think that I gave you quite a bit of information. So I hope that that really helps you to set yourself up for the ability to be consistent because that is the only thing that is going to get you the results that you desire is consistent action. We cannot talk the talk. We have to walk the walk. And I know that you can do it. You have everything that you need. And remember, it's not all on your shoulders. You're only called to plant the seeds and water them. But what are those seeds that you're supposed to be planting and what fear is holding you back? Remember, you have to face it and you have to just step out in faith sometimes too without knowing how it's going to turn out. You just have to make yourself do the things that you don't want to do sometimes. And every champion that we've ever admired, every person that we've heard their story of struggle and success, we are so motivated by how deep they had to dig in order to overcome. And you are a champion like that too. And you are also going to have to dig deep at times. It is not going to always be easy, but it will always be worth it. Not one person who is a champion with their hands held high in victory, did they ever say that it wasn't worth every tear, every ball of sweat. It's all worth it. And you're worth it. And you're enough. And I believe in you. And I'm so honored to have a chance to come into your life every week and to encourage you to be the best person that you could possibly be. So I hope that you'll go out this week and shine bright and make a difference.